The following audio is from Central Christian Church, located in Portales, New Mexico. To connect with Central, go to centralwired.org.
Is everybody else feeling God's spirit in this place today? I'm telling you, if you don't, if you sit back there where I do, and you're watching Riley when you're here, if you don't feel God's spirit in this place, you need to sit back there with me. I'm going to tell you, gosh, young lady, you blessed my soul this morning. I'm telling you, she loves God, and she loves to sing praise to God, and it was so much fun. I've n- it was a blast. Uh, we could sing all morning, and I'd be good with that. I'm sorry you have to listen to me for a minute, but um, it was good. Uh, I thank you for that. I, I do want to say, mothers, bless you. I'm, I'm one of those fortunate. I have a mother. She came to me with first service this morning, and my mother's still with me. And uh, I have a loving wife who had, of my three kids. My two daughters are amazing mothers. My daughter-in-law is an amazing mother. I'm one of the fortunate ones, but my, mo- my wife is not. And I know some of you, uh, today's a hard day. Uh, our prayers and our love are with you if it is. Um, but I want to praise the moms who are here and say thank you. Today I want to talk a little bit about focus. Um, I don't know who's running the show. Okay. Um, I want to talk about focus just a little bit. Last time I was here, I talked a little bit about the five S's. I guess I have to have memory aids because I'm getting old, so I need these tricks. Uh, that's okay. Uh, we do what we got to do, I guess. I used to have a memory where I could remember lots of things, and now I have a hard time. So I'm going to give you a letter, each letter of the word focus, and a little bit about each one. Uh, the F I thought of was for first. Uh, for us to have our focus where it should be, God has to be first. And, and it took me a long time. I'm older than I care to admit, but it took me a long time to realize that, that it, he can't be fourth, fifth down the list of what your priorities are. has to be number one. He has to be first. And for me, that meant he has to be first thing in the morning. And I spend my time with him every morning now. Um, if it takes me 30 minutes, if it takes me an hour, whatever he needs me to get from the day, that's what I do. And I'm thankful that I'm in a position now I can do that because um, I'm not a very good early riser. It's not like I could have risen earlier to do it. But I'm thankful my wife takes care of things so I can do that and be, have time with God each morning. Um, but God has to be first in our lives for, for our focus. And the, the verse I put with that was Matthew 22:37. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And I think we have to have him first for that to work. The letter O, I chose the word others. I've really, really worked hard in the last six months to put other people first. Um, I've always worked really hard at working hard for my family. But, gosh, Don hit it. We hit it on the head this morning. We are all family. This is our family. And if there's things that need, I'm, I'm loving the fact that if people need some help with something in real estate, they come by and see me from our church. You know, if you need something that we can help one another with, we should be able to go to one another and ask for that help. And I'm thankful that for this church. I'm telling you, I, I burst about the love I have for this place. And I tell people about it all the time, and I hope each of you do. Love for others is a real essential here, and uh, I, I chose this verse because it kind of ties the F and the O together. For most, Im- for most important one, and Jesus answered them and said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and all your strength. The second of these is to love your neighbor as yourself. There's no commandment greater than these. And that is Mark 12:29 through 31. We just adjust. You know, that's what we do. Uh, the C in focus, I chose the word commitment. 
Commitment's probably one of the ones that's the hardest. That daily routine of, of spending time with God, it has to be a commitment. It has to be every day. Today was rushed. We're leaving town as soon as I get home to, to go see a friend who's not doing well in Waco. And, you know, it was hard to find that time this morning, but you just have to make that commitment to what's important, and God is that commitment. You know, I, I, when I started trying to decide to find that time in the morning, I, you know how we talk to ourselves, like, I don't have time for that. I'm busy. I've got, you know, I've got business to run. I've got mom to take care of. I've got, you can find a million excuses, right? But I got to thinking about how much time do I spend on Facebook in a day? How much time do I watch SportsCenter to see what's going on with my Yankees and things like that? I know some of you are going, oh, my gosh. But still, they're my Yankees. It's not that hard to find. Set aside five minutes to start with, guys. Five minutes. Devotional right out there in the lobby. Five minutes. That's all it takes. Use the app. There are great Bible studies and devotionals in the app. I use those each morning as well. I mean, I, my bad problem now is I use three or four at one time, so that's why it's taking so long. But they're all so good. Um, so use those and take advantage of them. Um, the verse I chose here is Luke 9:23. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. has to be every day, guys. The you I, fo- I worked on for a long time, and I finally came up with unwavering. And I, I think maybe it worked, because I think I got a little bit with Franklin this morning, so maybe it worked a little bit. But, you know, I'm a perfectionist, and those of you who have known me a long time, you know that. Um, sorry, Justin, some of you that work with me, you know that. But I'm a perfectionist, and when I do something wrong, I have a really hard time forgiving myself for that. And it took me a really long time to understand God does it that way. When God forgave me, it's all that and all that. Oh, that's amazing. And I wish we had that ability, and I'm working on that ability with others. It's not just to forgive what they did in the past, but whatever might come. Because that's what God did for us. It's an unwavering forgiveness that we have. And I'm thankful for that every day. You know, I look at Psalms and it says, As far as the east is from the west, so far he's removed our transgressions. One of the songs we said earlier, The Bottom of the Ocean. Gosh, I love that. We've had such a great service this morning. I'm just, sorry, I'm fired up. So hang in, Don, I'll give you a turn in a minute. The S, I chose Scripture. Because obviously we can't do any of this if we're not in God's Word. And that's what I love the, the way right now we're trying to be a church that is about the God's Word. We're about the Word. If it's not in the Word, that's not what we should we sh- We should be focusing on that. And I love that we're doing that. Of course, in 2 Timothy, it tells us all Scripture is God-breathed, is useful for teaching, rebuking, and correcting, and training our righteousness. So I just ask that everybody think a little bit about their focus. I can tell you, Every day is not great, (laughs) but I can tell you my every day for the last six or eight months has been a whole lot better than it used to be, and I'm I'm thankful, Um, very thankful. I'm thankful for this place. If you would pray with me. Father, help me to live this day to the full, being true to you in every way. Jesus, help me to give myself away to others, being kind to everyone I meet. 
Spirit, help me to love the lost, proclaiming Christ in all I do and say. Amen. Paul McCartney was a musician. He was in a little band called The Beatles. I'm sure you've never heard of him. Um, he wrote a, a song called P.S. I Love You, and it was the B-side to a, a single called Please Please Me. And it starts out this way. As I write this letter, send my love to you. Remember that I'll always be in love with you. The song is called P.S. I Love You. What does P.S. really mean? Now, most of us know it's postscript. Back in the day when we used to write letters, anybody know how to do that anymore? Or you wrote letters and then you signed it at the bottom. Oh, P.S., I forgot. Or I wanted to remind you of something. Or I left something out. I found a P.S. in Scripture that has been challenging me. It's not a forgotten word. It's more of... Jesus said some things, and then he added on to re-emphasize something he had said. We're in this series, Jesus Didn't Say That, and we're going to be in Matthew chapter 6. If you want to start turning there, if you're online or on the radio, thank you for joining us at Central Christian Church. Jesus didn't say a bunch of things that get ascribed to God or to Jesus that he never really said. Some of them are doctrines that are handed down, like rabbinical law, such as a phrase like, ask Jesus into your heart. We're going to talk about that one next week. Uh, some are bad theology. Some are things that just creep into our thinking, like one that Mike referenced, you're, you're just too messed up. You've made too many mistakes. Or, or everything happens for a reason. Things Jesus didn't say, but this particular phrase we're going to look at today was actually referenced in the previous series when we talked about the things that were the toughest teachings of Jesus. And it's showing up again in things he didn't say. Now in the Luke version of this particular passage, it starts out with, with some of the disciples saying, hey, will you teach us how to pray? And when we get into this passage, you're going to immediately recognize this. I'm in Matthew chapter 6. I'm reading from the Holman Christian Standard today. In Matthew 6 and verse 9, Therefore you should pray like this, Our Father in heaven, your name be honored as holy. Some of yours says, Hallowed be thy name. I always wondered why Howard was his name, but you know, that's just how I grew up. <clears throat> your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive others their offenses, your heavenly Father will forgive you as well. But if you don't forgive others, your Father will not forgive your offenses. Now we know this as the Lord's Prayer. I prefer the term model prayer. Not, I don't ever think it was one that he was saying, say this verbatim. However, many of us have memorized that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think this was more of the model prayer from the Latin patronus, meaning here's the pattern. Here's Pray in this manner. Talk in this way. He's teaching about prayer. Now, I need you to get that real quick because 
That's not where we're going, but that's a framework. He's teaching about prayer. And notice how he starts the greeting. He starts the greeting with, Our Father. You notice what he didn't say? He didn't say, My Father. He said, Our Father. Collectively. He teaches us a collective. We that are believers share a common Father. Would you agree to that statement? We that are believers share a common Father. And remember, we are all God's creation, but we're not all God's children. And that's a hard distinction, but even Jesus said that. Jesus said, my brother and sisters and mother and father are the ones that do the will of my Father. Not just, I went to a church one time and now I'm a child of God. No, it's those that do the will of my Father. Well, if we share a common father, then we will have siblings. True? How many of you have ever taken a car trip as a family? <laughs> All right. I mean, we, we hate those, right? <laughs> this guy is my new hero. His name's Jake White. He is from Ohio. He and his wife, Jennifer, had triplets. Justin, my heart is with you. And triplets, all right? They're two years old. He's a stay-at-home dad. She's a computer programmer. And they were having fights in the back seat over snack stealing. If you know anything about two-year-olds, this is the end of the world to a two-year-old, all right? You stole my snacks. And he came up with this DIY way. And I'm, I'm telling you this verbatim from his quote. He says, to make the car rides less screamy. <laughs> All right, honest time here. Parents, how many of you in the room have used this phrase? Don't make me pull that car over. <laughs> I swore I was never going to use that. I was not going to be that dad. I lied to you all. All right, I have used that phrase dozens of I will pull this car over. I will beat you on the side of the road. We've all done it. Why? Because we're at our wits' end, right? We, we've lost all, and it's always stupid stuff going on back there. He's touching me. He's not touching me. You know, it's, it's weird stuff. It's just crazy stuff going on back there in the back seat, okay? But is there a time that us parents absolutely love? I would like to propose to you it's this time. When they're all getting along. Now, I, 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 granted, that's very rare, all right? That's an incredible rarity, but isn't it awesome when they're getting along? Isn't it awesome when maybe it's, maybe it's Christmas and we're all in a good mood. Maybe it's they were playing a game spontaneously and they're kind of getting along with each other and they're not screaming at each other. Moms, dads, isn't that a cool time? I get it. It's very, very rare. But when they're all getting along, it's just great. Friends, the church is a we movement, not a me movement. And when his kids are getting along, there's great joy. There is great presence we can sing and we can laugh and we can enjoy each other's company. Our siblings are important. If you love Jesus, you are my brother and my sister. 
If you love Jesus, you are my brother and my sister. Friends, the more the community can see his children getting along, the more opportunities for ministry we're going to have. The more opportunities to encourage people. I think Satan for years has used one word to cause tons of damage, and it's this word, denominations. Anybody know that word? All right. Uh, I think if I'm Satan and I've got all you people fighting along with your own group, you can't even get along with your own group, much less them other groups, I'm Satan, I'm sitting back just eating popcorn, right? I like let you people tear it all to shreds, all right? He, we, we fight with each other. I never can find it said in Scripture anywhere. Jesus said, upon this denomination I will build my church. I, I never heard him say that. I heard him say, upon this rock, Peter, I will build my church, that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now, back to the Lord's Prayer, and note the fourth line. There's something really interesting in the fourth line. Your will be done on earth. I want you to look really close at the screen, and please see the comma that is not there. Please note the comma that is not on that screen. Now, if you're reading from the NIV, I think the RSV, maybe one other, I can't remember which one it was. It says, your will be done, comma, on earth as it is in heaven. But a lot of the scholars I've been reading suggest that those were not to be separated. It was to be one thought. Your will be done here, just like it is up there. And if we're to take any part of this prayer seriously, then we need to take all of this prayer seriously. If we want His will done in our country, it better start right here. And if we want His will done in my family, then guess where else it better start? It better start right here with Dad. It better start with Mom. It better start with turning my heart over. And letting him be Lord of my heart. And please note one other word that is missing from this screen. My will be done. But a lot of us, we know that's not how it's said. But if you go King James, it's thy will be done. It's pretty easy to take that TH out and put an M in there and make it personal. My will be done. Because somewhere down the line, we've got it in our mind that... Well, I go to church, so here, God, here is what I want you to do in this world. My will be done. It's not what it says. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The pattern of prayer that he is teaching is always about the surrender of control. We used this slide a few weeks ago, and it's been wrecking me ever since. God can do more with my surrender than I can do hanging on to control. Let me see if I can make some sense of this. Here is, here is where I think we should position ourselves under his authority. Anybody remember the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Three guys. Daniel chapter 3. It's a great story. Go back and read it. Uh, King Nebuchadnezzar has built this big, big, big gold thing. Uh, bow down to every time some music plays, every time the radio turns on, bow down. Everybody bow down. Okay, cool. Everybody does it. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego go, mm, no, we're, we're not down for that. Okay. Why not? Because we serve God. Well, if you don't, you see that fireplace over there? I'm going to toss you in it. 
And their response is epic. Okay, it's in Daniel chapter 3. And the, 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 the three guys, they say, <laughs> it says, if the God we serve exists, he is able to deliver us. I love how it reads it, though. He's saying, if he exists, he is able to deliver us. That is the first posture that he is able. But he goes on and he says, but even if he doesn't, we will not bow down because we don't belong to you. We belong to him. So here are the two postures. He is able. Can we agree to our God is able? But even if he doesn't, he is still my God. That is our position and, and how we need to position ourselves. I'm still his. His will be done. But if you're not in those postures, both postures, you set yourself up to be angry at God when things don't go your way. Because he didn't come through. Well, I prayed and grandma still died. Well, he didn't come through for me, so I'm going to be mad. He never promised that. He gets attributed a lot of things he never said. He is able, but even if he doesn't, I belong to him. Now, you might be sitting there going, cool, Don, uh, Lord's Prayer, we get it, we've heard that. I thought this was supposed to be about stuff he didn't say. And I thought you were talking about some P.S. This is where the P.S. comes into play, and it jumped off the page at me. Jesus is teaching about prayer here, right? The, the focus is prayer, but look at Matthew chapter 6 and verse 12. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. In the manner that we have forgiven, forgive us. What if we wrote it that way? Dear God, in the way I have forgiven everybody else, you can forgive me. Okay, that just changed that a whole bunch, didn't it? That could get really painful in a real hurry. He's saying, as we have, in the manner that we have been forgiving others, you forgive me. Jesus never said, forgive me, but zap that guy that cut me off in traffic. Never says that. Forgive me. Oh, man, I was counting on that one. It's got to be back there in 4th Ezra or something. I don't know. Forgive me. Give me grace. But I don't want to share that grace with others. Forgiveness is a topic that comes up a lot here. At central and it's purposeful I don't mean to just keep repeating the same sermon but this one issue can cause more division and more damage to our spiritual heart walks if we can't learn to forgive and so we want to keep talking about it but inevitably when we talk about forgiveness it bubbles up emotions and rightly so that are difficult because some of you have dealt with pain I can't even fathom some of you have been hurt physically by people. Some of you have been abandoned. Some of you have had to deal with awful things. We have had people in our church family that have dealt with rape and dealt with family problems and dealt with horrible things happening in their life. And Jesus adds this P.S. to the pattern of prayer and says it's only going to make sense when you understand forgiveness. I don't want to make light of any pain that you have gone through. But all of this has got to be in the framework of forgiveness. Prayer and forgiveness are forever intertwined. 
They are, they are absolutely essentially tied together. I'll prove it. Look back up in chapter 5 of Matthew. If you've got your Bible open, it's probably across the page or one page earlier. If you're scrolling, scroll up to chapter 5, verse 23. <clears throat> 5.23 says, So if you're offering your gift on the altar, and there you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled with your brother or sister, and then come and offer your gift. If you are in the act of worshiping God, and you remember there is a conflict, go fix it. But, a lot of us read that and go, if you're in the act of, and you remember that somebody has wronged you, let it go. Alright? That's not what it says. Look real close at what it says. If you are in the act of worshiping, and there you remember that your brother or sister has something against you. It's not just that they hurt you, it's that you hurt them. That changes it a little bit. In fact, I think it changes it a lot. Go to them and get it fixed. I want you to see that this is... Now zoom out for a minute. Look at the verses right around that. He is teaching you about forgiveness in the middle of a teaching on murder. <laughs> All right? In the middle of talking about murder, he says, you need to get it straight with your family. You need to get it straight with your friends. You need to get it straight with whoever whoever there is division in. And then you go on into the sixth chapter. He's teaching about prayer. And he says, you need to deal with forgiveness. Because it's not your prayer life is not going to matter until you deal with forgiveness. He is marrying forgiveness and action. They are together. Forgiveness is an action. It is the conscious choice. It's responding to something evil with something good. It is purposely, intentionally doing something. Colossians 3 and verse 12. Write it down. You don't have to go there. Colossians 3 and verse 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dear loved. Are we God's loved people? If we surrender to Him, we are His people. Then listen. He says, then clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Six little words that change everything. In the manner in which you forgive. In the manner in which you have forgiven me, I need to forgive others. Action is necessary. Jesus never said, just get over it. And I don't want anyone in here or anyone listening to think that God is making light of your pain. But He is telling you to marry it to action. We've been sold a lie. And somewhere in our brain it says, well, if I forgive them, that's just letting them off the hook. It's just, I'm approving of it. There's no punishment for their crimes. Friends, forgiveness was never to condone the crime or approve of the person. It never said forgive and forget. It is the conscious choice, the intentional choice to cancel the debt. Personally, in my, in my life, it's communion that reminds me of that. And it should remind us of it every week to get our focus right. Thank you, Mike, for bringing those words powerful. To get our focus set up and realize 
Jesus never approved of my sin before he went and got on the cross. He never said, well, that Don, you know, he's just going to be him. He's just going to be who he is. But I'm going to go ahead and go ahead and climb up on his cross. No, he never did that. He, he loved my heart enough that said, in spite of all of his sin, I am still going to love him. I'm going to love him even in his problems. My sins, they are many. His mercy is more. Forgiveness can be extended without approving of a person or an action. Forgiveness can be extended to somebody that's already dead. Forgiveness is not for them. It's for you. And that's why this gift is so powerful. It is your choice to cancel the debt. To turn it away. Do we get that Jesus is teaching about prayer? And this P.S. is is in regards to one part of the prayer. Look back into Matthew chapter 6 now. I'm looking at the Lord's Prayer again. Jesus doesn't give us any loopholes here. He doesn't say, you should forgive most people, but the really bad ones, you can hang on to that grudge. He doesn't give us an out. And I hope you hear my heart as we talk about this, because this is something I'm, I'm trying to battle. And please understand, I never want to talk as an expert up here. We are, we're fellow strugglers, amen? We're all blown it. We're all learning. But I got a hunch. I know how you would react to... I, I know how most people would react to this question. How do you feel about child predators? Most of us immediately the hair on the back of our necks. We don't like that because we see children. Like Anybody that would prey on children, that is the lowest of the low. They're horrible people, you know, right? We should, I've understood that even in prison there is a hierarchy, and those are the low men. That's bad, all right? That, that even the bad people, I killed 23 people, but I'm not as bad as that guy, right? There's even a hierarchy in there. But look real close. Does Jesus give us an out on that group? No. Now, I am no way approving. Hear me good. I am in no way approving of that behavior. Yes, we set parameters. But are we allowed to hang on to grudges? Not even in that realm. We're not. There's, there's no loophole. Yet I hear a lot of Christian people on social media, and any time a news story breaks about something bad happening, well, they should fry them, they should burn them. And that worries me. Because that's not the heart of grace. I do not approve in any way of child molestation, of any type of harm. But I also believe in my God's grace for me. Because I've blown it. And I've messed up. You see, we convince ourselves that we're right and we have rights. And we cry out words like justice and get even. And it's okay to stay angry because we've been hurt. Guess what? Jesus never said that. He never said it's okay to stay angry. You know what he said? He said, if you don't, he won't. This slide was 
We used it in the toughest teachings of Jesus. This exact slide, this exact verse, this exact phrase. How can it be in both, Don? His toughest teachings, and he didn't say that. Because, friends, if we miss this, we miss absolutely one of the core values of being a Christ follower. Is learning how to understand forgiveness. Forgiveness heals. A scalpel can cut to kill or can cut to save. Scalpel in the hands of a robber could cause you damage. The scalpel in the hands of a skilled surgeon can cut out cancer. Friends, forgiveness is the scalpel that cuts out the cancer of bitterness. And bitterness grows whether you feed it or not. It will absolutely grow. It will continue to grow. Until we understand forgiveness. It still might hurt. I get it. But the scars will show that you are a child of the Most High God. The scars will show you are healing and you are His child. Forgiveness is a vivid picture of radical love. We can because He did. Not because... I. I I don't want to give us a rah-rah-ree speech. Let's go out and be forgivers, you know, and get everybody fired up because we can't do it. But the Holy Spirit moving in us can. The Holy Spirit can deal with those things. The undeserved gift of forgiveness to an undeserved recipient, the offender. This is my testimony from death to life that grace rewrote my story. I'll testify to that. Friends, if we're going to be people of the Word, we need to know what it says and we need to quit being victims. Now, this hurts, but hear this. Victim mentality sneaks into the church. And I'm afraid it has been really sneaking in in a lot of ways. I'll prove it to you in one phrase. Well, the world's been going to hell in a handbasket ever since they took prayer out of schools. Have we heard phrases like that? Guess what? It was already headed that way long before that happened. All right? It was already going bad. It was already having... The, it was following this world's leader. Anybody can hold a grudge. That doesn't take a college degree. That doesn't take any brain power at all. Anybody can hold a grudge. But those that grant forgiveness, they show the power of an almighty God. To forgive a person that has said harsh things about you or has hurt you individually is almost impossible to do in your own power. But the power of the Holy Spirit working in you shows that you're a child of the Most High King. To let go of the hatred for somebody that abandoned you or harmed your family shows how much authority He has in your heart. Forgiveness is an act of obedience. And that's something we can listen to because he did say that. Now, we use this slide. It, it shows up every once in a while in our opens. We've used this a lot. Uh, partial obedience is disobedience in disguise. Priscilla Shire said it. I want you to play with something for just a minute. Take out the word obedience. Put the word forgiveness back in there. Partial forgiveness is just unforgiveness in disguise. He didn't tell us to forgive partly. 
He said, in the way that we have forgiven our debtors, Father, you forgive us. And if we don't, he won't. Now, those are harsh words, but those are the words that Jesus said. And we can't listen to those. Will you pray with me? Almighty God, I pray that our obedience is not part way. But at the same time, Father, this is a hard subject because this deals with a lot of emotions and a lot of pain. I'm praying today that we will see Your mercy. That Your mercy is more than all of my mistakes. Give us eyes and hearts that want to share that mercy with somebody else. It's through Jesus we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to audio from Central Christian Church in Fortales, New Mexico. Feel free to make copies of this message to give to others, but please do not charge for those copies or alter the content in any way without permission. To connect with us, visit our website at centralwired.org.